Hello and welcome to LSH Talks, a podcast hosting important conversations within the commercial property network. In today's episode, I will be joined with Frankie Bryan, who is Head of Sustainability here at LSH and CEO and founder of The Planet Mark, Steve Malkin. A few weeks ago, we spoke with Frankie about the launch of our ESG policy. The policy was launched in partnership with Planet Mark, who are a sustainability certification provider. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the importance of sustainability within larger scale companies, why we at LSH teamed up with The Planet Mark in particular, and also shed some light onto Planet Mark's zero carbon tour. So thank you for joining me today, Steve, on the podcast. We've obviously heard a lot about the Planet Mark from Frankie on previous podcast episodes, so it's lovely to be able to talk to you today. So can you tell us a little bit about what Planet Mark do? I'd love to. So what Planet Mark do is we're a certification for sustainability, and we really sort of focus on organisations of any type and size and across sectors, public and private sector. And what we do is certify those organisations that are making sort of serious efforts and, you know, in and around sustainability but also, you know, very focused on reducing carbon on an annual basis. So we certify those companies that are making progress in cutting carbon year on year on year. And we, our community has this amazing track record of a 99.3% success rate in cutting carbon every single year, relentlessly. And the message from that, I think, for all of us is that if you want to cut carbon, you can. So you've just returned from a stint on the Planet Mark Carbon Battle Bus. Can you please tell us a bit about the bus and how come you've embarked upon this tour? Yeah, the tour really is it's a zero carbon tour. And we're taking this message out to cities, towns, communities across the UK to explain what zero carbon means, why it's relevant to you know, everybody, particularly those people in organisations and running companies, why working together we can help this country and others, you know, achieve net zero carbon targets. So, you know, we're taking this message out using this zero carbon battle bus. It's a fully electric bus and we're also doing it online. And the, the goal really is to take the message out to cities and communities and people as opposed to them sort of coming to us and we think that's a very important step in helping understand what zero is net zero carbon and why it's going to be good for everybody in terms of you know health and well-being and tackling climate change we've done the first part of the tour to the southwest so we started in london and we launched the tour of the houses of parliament with a number of mps and supporters from the lords and media and so on and then we did a very, very large scale event, all socially distanced and everything, at the Guild Hall in partnership with an organisation, a great organisation called Heart of the City and the Lord Mayor of London, who spoke at the event to impress upon everybody, particularly in the city, the importance of those organisations going to net zero. And then we took the, the battle bus all the way down to Cornwall and our sort of founding partners at the Eden Project, an amazing sort of charity and destination. And we ran a series of events there. If there are any particular stories from your time away and you want to shed any light, please feel free to tell them. Yeah, so we've been working with sort of government and local authorities to look at how we can help everybody set net zero carbon targets and also the planet mark has been backed by the race to zero campaign the un backed race to zero campaign so we're a partner of that so working with government local authorities companies 
the UNBAC program, uh, we can now help organisations make credible net zero carbon targets and pledge them up onto sort of, you know, through the, 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 the Zero Carbon Tour website, up, up, up into this sort of uh, Race to Zero campaign. And the importance of that is that I think everybody, but in particular the UK government, would like to see companies in this country setting uh, net zero carbon targets and to do that in time for COP26 in Glasgow. So that's what we're kind of doing with the tour. But we started with this first leg going down from London to Cornwall, which is 263 miles from London to Cornwall. I know this really well because you have to plan your journey using this huge electric powered coach. So it's got an incredible range, it's got a 200 mile range. But as we were going down, we were identifying which charging points would work for the bus, the carbon battle bus. We use a very common charger, it's called a CCS chargers, one of the three most sort of popular ones, so they're at most charging stations. But what we found is that we also sort of shedding light on the tour about the places where uh, there are challenges around getting to net zero. And that might be that if if you are like Westway coaches and you've got a you know, big fleet of electric buses, you need to charge them. And we want to be able to take these coaches to Cornwall and other far-flung parts of the country from the centre of London where they're based um, and move happily around those parts of the country because going electric is where it's going to go for vehicles and it's going to provide us with cleaner air as a result. But on the way down, we, we found that there were some challenges around charging. And we only found one charger uh, that actually worked for the bus despite visiting nearly 20. But this is a really you know, important message to send out because we were then able to engage with Ionity and GridServe and others who provide charging stations. Um, and actually today we're gonna to go to, uh, to see GridServe to help them understand what the, you know, the requirements are of coaches like the carbon battle bus so that um, in their rollout they can solve these problems. It's interesting to hear from your point of view about how something that can happen out on the road ends up being first-hand experience and that can then be used as research and then you can put that into your findings and move forward with it. So from your side of things how have you seen momentum building in the business community and in general the drive to make a tangible change? At the planning mark, what we have seen is this substantial acceleration of understanding and action around sustainability and cutting carbon. And it's incredibly profound. It's materialising everywhere, you know, obviously across the UK. Um, and I think it started actually with sort of a better understanding around ESG, environmental and social governance. And that was really coming through for the last two years as the investment community was taking a particular look at sort of risks and opportunities within the investments that they're currently holding and the funding that they may want to provide into new opportunities, uh, particularly around the property sector. So ESG has been a massive driver for everybody in and around sustainability. We've noticed that for you know, a couple of years. And what the requirements are about environmental and social governance um, is that they need data. To report with confidence, you need great data. And to bring that through, in particular through property portfolios, is something that you know, we can do at the planning mark uh, from a granular basis, but all the way up into where the fund is you know, looking to report into different frameworks like TCFB, uh, all the way through to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So ESG has been a huge driver, but it's been accelerated even more by this demand 
for countries, towns, cities, institutions to go to zero carbon. And now zero carbon is a huge driver. And that's because if you are going to set a net zero carbon target as an organization, as a company, as Lambert, Smith, Hampton have done, it is inevitable that you are going to engage with your value chain, your supply chain, and also your customers to find out what their carbon emissions are. So zero carbon is without question the biggest and most urgent driver for radical cutting of carbon emissions that we've seen to date. So how is it to have the support of LSH and to be working in partnership with us? Working with LSH and having them adopt the planet market and adopt a zero carbon target is hugely important. And if you look at the size and scope of LSH and the ability to influence others in terms of their awareness around net zero and the actions that they can take to not only set a credible target around the LSH commitment, but also to deliver on that target is is incredibly important. And it cannot be sort of, you know, stated enough that as soon as one company of the size, scale and influence of LSH making this net zero commitment around LSH, others will follow. They will want to follow without question because there's a brilliant business case for net zero carbon. But also, actually, they have to follow because within a net zero carbon target, you have to start to measure what you call your scope three emissions. And those are the emissions that are associated that you know, where you have influence as a company, but where you don't have direct control. So LSH will have to engage with its suppliers, would have to engage with its customers. And therefore, this you know, beautiful and um, amazing sort of domino effect happens around LSH to enable others to understand what net zero means and to make their own commitments. And so what are your plans for the future of Planet Mark? Planet Mark, we're working really, really hard. We've never, ever been busier. Obviously, we set up in 2013 and we've grown you know, you know, wonderfully ever since. But in actual fact, the take up of certification and cutting carbon has been almost exponential. So what we hope to do is to continue to provide a great service into organisations and institutions that want to make a real difference. And that's our goal in life. So, you know, we might be focusing very heavily on carbon, but in actual fact, what we recognise is this is about culture. And this is about the purpose of organisations like LSH who choose to sort of uh, adopt sustainability as a central uh, lens and theme and part of their purpose from which they make all business decisions. In fact, so when you make a business decision, you will be using sustainability as a lens which says, look, is this good for the environment? Is this good for society? And therefore, if it is, it's also going to be good for us as a business because we're packed full of people who really, really care. And also around us, we know that others do as well. This is an unstoppable sort of movement that is happening around us right now for change. Companies like LSH are part of that. But what we do at the Planet Mark is that, you know, we'll always be a critical friend and guide to those organisations. So if members of the public, citizens generally, are looking for organisations that are truly making a difference, they can look for evidence-backed data through a certification like ours at the Planet Mark to show that these companies are actually doing what they say they're doing. And that's extremely critical right now to avoid something called greenwash, where people might be making claims that really aren't quite right or can't be substantiated. So, you know, we're part of this massive movement. That's just our role in life. I think there's a bit beyond as well, because we talk about carbon a lot. We also measure social value and the contributions companies make to society. But there's a really important message I would hope that we could get across, which is that in any changes that, you know, they're, they're going to be bringing about the best of people, 
technology and nature. So whether it's net zero carbon, whether it's looking to reduce plastic, whether it's improving biodiversity, actually what we need to do is be working together. No company, no individual can do this on their own. So we're looking for a change here, which is to actually be more collaborative, working together for a common goal, which is to give ourselves a happier, healthier, brighter future for um for our society, for our people, and for our fellow passengers on planet Earth. What practical processes can be implemented into any company if they're trying to be more sustainable? What we try to do at the Planet Mark, and you know, any organisation like us, you know, also looks to achieve, is that sometimes when you look at sustainability, it appears to be complex. Actually, it really, really isn't. When you get into, you know, um, long-term work, and, and there is some complexities in there. But for organisations that might be early on their journey or about to start, I'd like to give them you know, a bit of advice, which is we break our process down into three steps about measurement, engagement and communication. Each step is critically important to the success of your sustainability programme, but each step actually is really quite straightforward. Do we work with us or anybody else? It doesn't matter. Or do it yourself. It, it just is, this is what we would advise. Number one look at measuring. Now, if you want to measure your carbon footprint, uh, there's tools and assets and stuff out there, including we give away free advice and, and toolkits on this, but you start measuring your, your own carbon footprint by looking at your utilities primarily. Electricity, it's your gas, it's your water. If possible, you might start measuring the carbon emissions associated with your waste. If you collect all of those together, it gives you a really good indication of your carbon footprint as an organization, your operational carbon footprint. That's the starting point. And that's why it's really easy to do, to just start measuring. When you start measuring, you can then bring that data, if you like, the insights from that, from, from that carbon footprint, back into the second stage, which is that engagement, which is where you can start to ask your own people, don't necessarily need a consultant for that, you can ask your own people about, look, here's our carbon emissions. If we were looking to reduce them, how might we do that? And that is so empowering for every individual inside an organization because they can feel they're making a difference. And with that data, you can then say, right, we'll identify places where we can set a reduction target on our energy, our water, our waste, and that will reduce your carbon emissions. And you'll be doing it as a company of passionate individuals who will achieve that together, which makes the third step really quite beautiful. And this is the communications piece. And it's really important for two reasons. Number one is that actually if you've measured your carbon footprint and you've had it checked, so it's evidence-based and it's it's been done properly, then you can talk with sort of great openness, honesty, and transparency around your own carbon emissions and what you're doing to reduce it, which then gives you this power of storytelling. And the stories you can tell about how you are tackling your own carbon, your own reduction in waste, eradication of single-use plastic, and so on, then become something which is intrinsic to the company. And that's where you can tie it into the purpose and the values and the values you have as an organization in action. So that measurement, engagement, and communication a great way to start your sustainability journey. Um, That was wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat on the podcast. Um, It was really insightful to hear a little bit more about Planet Mark because I know I've personally only ever heard it from the LSH sustainability point of view. So it's nice to hear it from your point of view as to actually what you do as a company. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Is that that communication piece in our certification is written in. We have to do it. You're a critical part of this. So David Attenborough said in his State of the Planet report about three years ago, he said communication is the most critical factor now. He said, because now it's like we know really what the issues are. We've got most of the tools in the box to solve it. 
what we need to do is communicate to everyone on the planet what role they play and why it's important. So for us to have this opportunity with you is really special and we appreciate it. So welcome back to the podcast, Frankie. I feel like your voice is becoming very well known. So what are we seeing in terms of client shift for sustainability? So really over the past year, year and a half, this has gone through the roof in terms of priority from clients. There have always been clients that have been um, more engaged in this agenda and those clients are now significantly further forward and looking to be more ambitious in what they're trying to achieve and even those clients who previously uh, weren't discussing it at all it is now very much on their radar and they want to look at how they can start addressing it in all aspects of their portfolio really so the conversation has just moved on dramatically to being a core part of what clients consider um, as important for their properties. So how is the industry responding to this shift? The industry has really gone through a rapid learning curve in regards to sustainability. We're seeing different companies respond in different ways. But realistically, what we're seeing in terms of property management is that firms of all sizes are starting to bring in sustainability specialists into their property management teams so that they can properly address this need that's coming from clients. And there's a massive upskilling that's going on. Um, certainly at LSH but I know as well across the industry. So what does LSH in particular offer to clients in terms of sustainability? So we have a dedicated sustainability team um, within LSH. Uh, We are attached primarily to the property management department working uh, alongside fund clients to help their ongoing sustainability strategies and that's help with direction, um, delivery, tenant engagement and the full scale of sustainability concerns but outside of the the property management department as well we're increasingly working with other teams such as planning and development um, office agency capital markets having discussions with building consultancy and valuations and really starting to get a much broader scope about how sustainability impacts our whole service offering so why choose planet mark for this partnership we chose planet mark because we were looking for an external party to help us on this journey this is a very technical process towards net zero carbon and we wanted to make sure that a we're doing it correctly um, and purposefully but b that we were doing it in a very transparent manner so it was important to us to have an external party to validate um, our process and our outputs so that external stakeholders could rely on what we were putting out to the market and we could rely on what we're doing is actually going to get us to that that goal of net zero carbon so partly it was that requirement for an external um, party to be involved in the process Um, But why Planet Mark in particular was our preference is because of their focus. It really came across when we were speaking to them initially about their employee engagement and how they were helping to drive a cultural change within businesses as well as a a functional change. And it's really important to LSH that this is a cultural shift in how we deliver our services. And so that engagement with our whole employee base is going to be really key in how we deliver this program and why we thought Planet Mark was the correct partner to do it. To find out more about Planet Mark, please visit planetmark.com. And to find out more about LSH, please visit lsh.co.uk forward slash sustainability. Both of these will be linked in the description box of this podcast.